From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Chuck Quirmbach, filling in for Mayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Well, hi, J.R. Uh, welcome to the final full-week sprint edition of Capital Notes. Hey, thanks for having me. I even made it myself to a few campaign events last week, uh, about six in all. Uh, I would describe things as very intense at times. Uh, that includes the uh, visit by Barack Obama to Milwaukee on Saturday. I see that on Sunday it's still the top story in your wispolitics.com site. Did Obama deliver? Well, that's an excellent question. We won't know until really after the election. Uh, you know, Democrats have long struggled to get Milwaukee to turn out the way it does during a presidential year and a midterm election. You know, and Obama came with one thing in mind, trying to get the base excited in Milwaukee and get him to turn out big numbers. Uh, again, we'll wait and see after the election how that goes. But Obama was, from all reports, his usual self, you know, very engaging, personal on the camp, on the stump, uh, delivered a number of zingers. But does that translate into votes? I mean, that's the thing. We're trying to figure out what this environment's going to be like. Uh, polling has been all over the place the last week or so in these races. I saw one poll last week that had the Senate race a one-point contest. I had one that had Johnson up five. Uh, we'll get a new Marquette poll uh, midweek to give us an idea of how things are progressing there. But it's it, it looks like it's either a tight race to a slight edge to Ron Johnson, the Senate race. And it's going to be interesting to see if Democrats can find a way to get their base super jazzed up to try and close that gap if there is one uh, ahead of Election Day. Certainly in that Senate race, the Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, the Democratic candidate, has been raising money and been active. Uh, talk a little bit more about his late fundraising here. Oh, he outraised Ron Johnson three to one, most recent reporting period. Now that runs from October 1st, the 19th. It's the pre-general report, the last real look, full look at fundraising ahead of the uh, election. You know, Mandela Barnes has been on a fundraising tear the last, uh, right, really since he won the nomination, and it's been impressive. I have not seen a federal candidate raise money like he has in Wisconsin in my 20-plus years of covering state politics. Now, the question is, how is he going to use that money in the closing days? Looking at TV buy information from Ad Impact, which is a, a service that tracks ad buys, the spending has been fairly even, even like a slight Democratic edge. In the Senate race, the final four weeks or so, that is a flip from where things were from post-primary through you know mid to late September when Ron Johnson and his allies really outspent Democrats and did their best to define Mandela Barnes as soft on crime, among other things. So will that spending being even now, is that enough to, for Barnes to change that trajectory of that race? Because, again, you know, polls are what they are. They're all over the place a little bit. They're just snapshots in time. But the national conversation about the Senate has really moved away from Wisconsin. It's focusing on places like Pennsylvania and Georgia, Nevada, uh, Arizona. We're not really part of the national conversation. That should be a sign to people that national folks believe that the race has kind of shifted toward Ron Johnson. Now, if you talk to some of Johnson's supporters, they're a little nervous about that. Go back six years ago, and the national conversation about Wisconsin was that it was really a lost cause for Republicans, that Russ Feingold was in strong position to win. But at the end, the race tightened, and then we saw uh, a flood of money come in to help Ron Johnson cross the finish line. We're not seeing that flood of Republican money and there was a little bit of nervousness about the spending disparity that there's like slight edge of Democrats. 
part of that is because, you know, looking at the two top ticket races, you know, if the Senate race, and this is, you know, a big if, if Johns were to win by four or five points, it'd be hard to see uh, Governor Evers being able to eke out a win because that's a lot of ticket splitters, right? We don't have that many left anymore in Wisconsin. If it's a two-point or one-point center race, or obviously if Barnes wins, it's a different story uh, in the governor's race. So there's a little bit of nervousness among Republicans about, okay, how's this going to go? But others, though, are pretty confident that, hey, things they feel like the, the trends are in their direction, the environment's going in their direction. The question is, can Democrats use events like the Obama visit to really kind of get that excitement up and negate many environmental advantages that Republicans have? Well, staying in the Senate race for a minute, Ron Johnson has joined the others in having a bus tour. One campaign photo even showed him at the wheel of the bus. I'm not sure he's driving, but what point is he trying to drive home, if you will? Basically, he's trying to say that everything's going on right now is to blame on Democratic governance, that you have unified control by Democrats of the Congress and the presidency. That is what's causing you pain. Mandela Barnes is part of the problem. He will make it worse. Yeah, Mandela Barnes is soft on crime. He's you know, in Johnson's words, dangerous. That's the kind of rhetoric he's trying to drive home to hit the two biggest issues Republicans think they have, which is uh, inflation and crime. They're definitely running a campaign based on those two things. In the governor's race, uh, Tony Evers, the Democratic incumbent, also has a bus tour. I also saw an SUV going along with the bus, so I'm not sure who's on the bus and who's in the SUV, but uh, the governor's closing arguments, if you will. You know, a couple of things that, you know, Tim Michaels is dangerous radical, that he is a threat to all these things that you kind of know and love in Wisconsin, that he will, you know, support the 1849 abortion ban. He's trying to you know, use that abortion issue to jazz up the Democratic base, to appeal to suburban college-educated women who maybe are kind of like, ah, you know, prices are up, not sure about crime. I know I voted for Democrats in 2020, but I'm not so sure right now. Democrats want to keep those voters in the fold and use, or trying to use abortion as an issue to do it. Tim Michaels, I didn't see him in a bus on Saturday in West Dallas, but he pulled up and was greeted by a crowd of uh, supporters at a Republican headquarters. Uh, one thing, though, he said there that uh, Donald Trump at this point is not coming in to support him. That could change. But uh, if Trump stays away, uh, what's going on? The Michaels people don't want Donald Trump to come back and for a couple of reasons. One, it makes the race about Donald Trump. The more it's a referendum on the party in power in the White House, the better it is for Republicans. Donald Trump has a way of making things about him. Uh, and the more it's about him, the less it, good it is for Republicans, right? Two, you know, Tim Michael is getting beat up on the air uh, in campaign commercials about his position on abortion, about sexual harassment lawsuits filed against his company. The last thing he needs is a person like Donald Trump, who obviously has got some issues that have caused some consternation, I guess we could say, among female voters to remind of those women that uh, Republicans are going to win back over that Donald Trump is a big supporter of Tim Michaels and vice versa. That's not really the image you want to reinforce, right, for election when those issues are really much in play. So the Michaels folks are hoping that, you know, Donald Trump stays away. And Trump released campaign events November 7th, 6th, 5th, and 3rd, I think. So if Trump is coming to Wisconsin. He's got a very narrow window to do it because those, those days are filling up quite quickly for him. Well, we'll watch for his uh, press releases. Uh, meanwhile, let's move down the ballot a little bit. Uh, very important, obviously, though, the Wisconsin Attorney General race. Eric Toney, a Republican, taking on Democratic incumbent Josh Call. They had a debate late last week. Yeah, you know, Tony was on the offensive as much as he could be trying to go after Josh Call. 
say that he had not been a good leader of the Department of Justice. And there's a, an easy reason why Eric Tony needs all of the earned media he can get right now because in terms of paid media, there's a big advantage for Josh Call and the people supporting him. Uh, looking at ad buys again, Eric Tony has not put a whole lot up on the air. Uh, he's not been a very good fundraiser in this race. That's limited his resources that he can use to go do a paid media campaign. And because of that, he's getting out spent on TV. So these are opportunities for him to go out there and try and get earned media stories about this debate to try to highlight his issues. You know, honestly, in talking to people the last couple of weeks, it's tough to see if this is going to be anything more than a straight top of the ticket race. You know, if Tony Evers wins on election day, then Josh Call wins. If Tim Michaels wins, then Eric Tony wins. The one caveat is, you know, if it's a really close race, Call might have an opportunity to, you know, win because he has more resources. Maybe that helps him carve out a little bit of a, a reputation uh, beyond the straight party ticket issue. We'll see. In talking to people, insiders, that's the race of the least good feel for because people generally feel like Tony hasn't run a great campaign from a resources perspective hasn't been able to get his message out through paid media, but they're just not sure if that's fatal if its environment is really good for a Republican election day. And then we should talk about the Secretary of State race in Wisconsin, long, long-time incumbent Doug LaFollette, Democrat, being challenged by Republican Amy Loudenbeck. Um, the status of that race? Well, the whole thing about that race has been, you know, Doug LaFollette has his golden name in Wisconsin politics. Is that name enough to carry him through, even if it's a rough night for Democrats in general? There was a poll last week. Uh, I rarely, and I mean rarely, if ever, see national media ask a question about Wisconsin Secretary of State race, but CNN did. And Doug LaFollette wasn't doing that much better than any other Democrat. He's right kind of where they were. So it suggests, at least for that poll, that maybe the LaFollette name isn't the end-all, be-all in Wisconsin politics anymore. Maybe... It's not it'll be a straight ticket race, you know, just sorry, generic ballot race where Republicans have a good night, Amy Lonbeck wins, Democrats have a good night, Doug LaFollette wins. We shall see. What's at stake is huge. Because if Amy Lonbeck wins, there might be a, an effort by Republicans to give her, you know, the Secretary of State some kind of role in election administration. That's what Loudbeck is pushing for. Uh, I don't think there's an appetite, at least from my conversations with Republicans to put the Secretary of State in charge of elections, regardless of who wins. But if Doug LaFollette wins, it probably is going to be status quo because I don't see from my conversations Republicans having any interest in putting Doug LaFollette in any kind of role of election administration. So it could be huge who wins that race in terms of how elections are run going forward in Wisconsin. And speaking of elections, uh, the day of and into the early evening, uh, the GOP has been touting that they have a few thousand uh, poll workers this time around. Is that an important development? There's certainly more Republicans at the polls, I guess, than in previous years, as far as we know. Yep. So, you know, poll workers, the people actually administering the election, you know, checking you in, that kind of stuff. The big thing people are watching, too, are poll watchers, the people who show up to monitor what's going on. Are there going to be conflicts at the polls this fall? Um, you would think, you know, Milwaukee has been failure or not, uh, the center of a lot of controversy when it comes to elections over the years. Are we going to have a flood of Republican poll watchers trying to insert themselves in what's going on at these polling places in Milwaukee? Will there be conflicts? Not predicting it, but I know there have been, there's been an effort, for example, by one conservative group to recruit people to go through the voter rolls 
and challenge the registrations of people they think shouldn't be aren't aren't legally registered in Wisconsin? Are we going to see challenges at the election at the polling sites? It, it's really something to kind of watch. Is there going to be an issue this fall because we have a number of people who have bought into the whole stop the steal thing from 2020 with Donald Trump? Believe the election was stolen two years ago. Are they going to be a factor this fall? Because um, you know, watching the hearings that were held by the assembly after the election, a lot of people who are concerned about what they saw, largely because they didn't really know how things were supposed to be run. They thought it looked off, they were suspicious of it, and they complained about it, not knowing that that's just how things are in Wisconsin. For example, in 2020, there is a presidential-only ballot that you can get if you haven't lived in Wisconsin long enough to qualify to vote in every election. It's stuff like that that they just thought seemed odd. And it was, again, it was people who thought it looked off, even though it was legal, um, are these people going to have a presence in the polls be raising issues? I don't know, but it's going to be something you have to watch because it could complicate things on Election Day. That's a week from Tuesday. We still have a few days left of early voting in some communities, though, left, right? Yes. Uh, the last it can be held is on Sunday the 6th. It has to be done by then, so uh, I'll wrap up by then. Okay, JR, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much. Take care. That was J.R. Ross of wispolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Chuck Quirmbach. Listen for our segments every Monday and check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>